Teams have two to three days now to prepare for match week five. It is around the corner. So let's start this week off with who's coming in and having themselves a weekend. First of all, Gary Gatlin. Good morning. Good, e- good evening doesn't work today. Nope. It is a good morning here from the U.S. And we're starting off with the fantasy football for this weekend goal for you. Your boy, Mr. Mendy in goal. Mr. Big Mendy. I'm going with Matty Ryan. He's in the big M23 motorway derby. Seagulls, Eagles derby. Big Aussie fan. Big guy. Uh, big guy keeping a clean sheet. I reckon that Palace slip up again and uh, Brighton push through. So, Matt Ryan in goal. At the back. I'm going to keep it like a law firm. Mindy and Mindy. For the people, <laughs> for the points. <laughs> law firm. And Boom. I'm talking big... Benjamin Mendy on the left for Man City this Even weekend against, against Arsenal. Arsenal. And Ar- Mendy will show his worth. Are you, you, you must be going assist or goal here. I'm going assist or goal here. I have yet to see this man score for the club, and I'm ready to see him get off the mark. Or keep a clean sheet, but that's a different story. Oh, whoa, whoa, At the whoa. back, Ender Stevens. I know it's Sheffield. I know they're on zero points. This is the type of game that Sheffield's formation of last year can get them back to winning ways. I think with those two wingbacks, Baldock and Stevens, it was a toss-up for me. Um, one of them, I think, is going to have themselves a game against that Fulham defensive line. Midfield. In the midfield, I'm going a little outlandish. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm here to stretch the boundaries and to get these Ws. And if he plays, a young Mr. Eberechi Eze for Crystal Palace will be off the mark against Brighton. It's an appealing fixture, isn't it? We've both got now players in this match. The goals. The goals, Derby. It was De Bruyne. Doesn't look like he's playing. You've heard it here from our insider, Garrett Gatlin, first, that it looks like they're going to keep him at bay this weekend. So, I'm going to Merseyside. Oh. And I think that Liverpool are going to top Everton. And I think they're going to do that because Mo Salah... Cashes in. Up top, I'm going Timo Werner. I think that this is a repeat. I know it's a repeat. This is me being aggressive, maybe a bit more for him than him scoring himself. I just want to be basically on the train when it starts going. And I think it could happen this weekend for Timo Werner. Everyone's just waiting for it. Just waiting for it. And And I'm talking like, it's not, oh, he's off the mark. He's already off the mark. I'm talking... Three goals, two assists. Timo Werner has a game. This is why Chelsea signed him. This is why everyone wanted him. And I'm, I'm just patiently waiting. Scores a goal in midweek with habits. I think he could do it again this weekend. All right, whatever you say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna again play it safe. Play a little bit more, uh, a little more ambitious here. The Serbian sensation, Mr. Alexander Mitrovic for Fulham against Sheffield. And I'm gonna go up against your Sheffield again. Into Stevens. Not gonna handle this Mitrovic action. You love that dude. Mitrovic, love Mitrovic. Since he was at Newcastle, I've been like, this guy's the guy. I mean, he gets into the game. He pushes. He shoves. He can score. It's going to be a good game. Fulham win this. I think that will be a good game. And, I mean, he doesn't really impress me, this Mitrovic. I know he's 
he's somewhat like a Jamie Vardy, a fox in the box, but Jamie Vardy has some pace to him. Mitrovic is he's good at holding the ball up, and that's what Fulham need to connect more with their game right now, which maybe you get that with the addition of Loftus-Cheek. I don't know. He's never standing out to me, but there are players who are standing out to me this year, so I'm going to pose this question to you very quickly before we preview the match week's games. Who's a player that has impressed you the most so far? I don't want to take this from you, but the highest-rated player in the Premier League this season, according to FopMob statistics, is Jack Grealish, based off of games played. And... Coming up right behind him are two familiar names with Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. I think it just shows exactly how good Jack Grealish has been. But in fourth place is another person we probably have talked a lot about this year is Dom Cal. So I want to ask you, if you had to choose between the two of them, Dom Cal or Jack? We're a two-man booth, dude. That means that one of us has to go one way, one of us has to go the other. Or we could completely agree. I think- Ironically... Those are the two players I had for okay. who's impressed me All right. most. So make your choice. I'm going Dom Cow. And the reason I'm going Dom Cow is just because, one, now he has that supporting cast behind him. You've got the likes of Richarlison up there. Richarlison's not playing forward anymore. It's Dom Cow's position. So Richarlison's quality is now coming in from the left and the right. And you've got James Rodriguez now partnering up there. Everton are solid now at the back, apart from maybe Pickford. But Everton are a well-oiled machine already. Villa, they're right behind them in the table. But for me, Dom Cow is producing the most from his team's quality right now as well. And if you put Jack Grealish in that Everton side, I don't think he'd have that much as much effect. Granted, he's still playing in a different position to Dom Cow. But if you put Dom Cow into the Villa side right now, I think he's still getting the amount of goals he is. To, uh, just so we can draw a parallel here, I'm going to choose a forward as well, who I think has been extremely impressive. I'm going to go with Hyung Min Song. The guy who started off this year in hot form. We saw, I mean, Harry Kane is also another player who I can say has been extremely impressive this season. Yes, Harry Kane did not score as many goals as Hyung Min Song has this season, but Harry Kane also has six assists. And we watched that game where he got three assists in one game to Hyung Min Song. And I think it shows a little bit about how Tottenham are firing this season. The goals are much more spread out. They're not putting Harry Kane at the at the just throwing him up top and the saying it's all on everything. you. You know what I mean? Run out there and score three. Now he can pass it off. Youngman Son has shown he's got an eye for goal. They've got Gareth Bale coming in still. I think it only gets better for players like Harry Kane and Youngman yeah. Son. And and maybe a little bit biased because he's an Englishman. You know, he scored on his international debut. Just going back to. Dom Cow here, but I don't want to shy away from the fact with Huming Son having such an incredible start, which he truly, truly is. But he's let's not deny he's been in this league and he's been doing this now the past couple of seasons. But now his numbers are just going and raising off the charts. I think he could have a Mo Salah season this year for Tottenham. He could have a Mo Salah season. He could. And biggest thing for Tottenham is just to stay healthy. You know. Jack Grealish, really quick. You didn't decide if you were going to go Dom or Jack. You gave it to me first. Now I want to ask you, before we touch base on Jack Grealish's numbers. Jack Grealish's numbers are... Jack Grealish has had a great start to the season, but Jack Grealish's numbers are also very disillusioned because a lot of those numbers came in one game. 
That was exactly my point. Three goals, three assists, a ton of that. Two of the goals, three of the assists happening in that match. So take away that game, he's got one goal. Yes. So, I mean, that's how you can kind of look at it. But obviously, they've played a goal. They've, they've played a game less as well. True. They've made signings to support him. They've signed him to an extra five years. Ross Barkley in the door. Bertrand Traore. Let's not forget about Martinez back. And your dog at the back, Mr. Matty Cash. My dog. I love how you, you're always the one to bring him up, not me. You just remind me. Aston Villa, that is a club that supports their leader. And that's Jack Grealish. And it's a good future for him coming up. So the top four after the four games are Everton, Aston Villa, Leicester City, and Arsenal. Everton are clear by three points. But that cannot be forgotten if they lose to Liverpool this weekend. Here's a stat for you. Liverpool are only going to go top of the league above Everton if they beat Everton 7-0. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. That's good news. I mean, if you're an Everton fan, but I think your ambitions right now with what you're seeing is we're going in this match this weekend to be 5-0, to have five wins on the season, to beat the champions, beat the Merseyside rival. What's the result for you real quick? This is a tough one to see because you'd, you'd want to see Liverpool bounce back from 7-1. Or is it 7-2, sorry. 7-2. No harm, baby. No harm, no harm. But they just need to bounce back. And Everton are not going to let them do that, I don't think. I think Ancelotti's going to have these guys fired up from the start. Everton are going to go for it. They're at home. Obviously, no fans are there, which would be this would be a great game for fans to be at just because of the context in which Everton have started. I think it's going to be a 2-1. And it's tough for me to say which way that's going to go, but I'm going to go as an Everton fan here, and I'm going to choose Everton to win this week, 2-1. For me, for me, Thiago is walking the streets of Liverpool. And caught COVID. No. (laughs) After his COVID, he is now walking the streets of Liverpool again. Sadio Mane. Back in training. Liverpool back to the top of their game, but not the top of the table, even though they beat Everton this weekend. I'm going, I'll go the opposite, 2-1. Chelsea versus Southampton, 10 a.m. America's time. For me, I don't feel like we're there yet. We're either going to let the lead slip and come from behind, or... With Chelsea right now, unless they're playing Timo Werner up top and Lampard's not messing about with the lineup, we're playing our best players, Conte, Kovacic in the midfield. Chelsea should do another 4-0. 4-1 with respect to Danny Ings. Should. But I think, again, we could let the lead slip or come from behind again. It's 2-2. I'm going 3-0 Chelsea. Why? Because I also have Mendy in goal, and I'm calling a clean sheet for him. And I think you're going to have some sort of reaction. I think a lot of the big teams now that we've seen, United lose, Tottenham win big, Liverpool lose big, City lost big to uh, to Leicester a couple weeks ago. Everyone's getting their losses in, but the wins need to start happening for these big teams. And teams with title ambitions are going to start getting the Ws this weekend. 
I think it's in the Premier League, and that's what's meant to happen, but you never know. So I'll go 2-2. Danny Ings real quick. The reason I'm like, what, 3-0? The dude is not a one-season wonder. I've never seen he is, but I think he's going to shut out on on that Saturday. Even with a little bicycle kick you saw in the international friendly in the midweek? International friendly and and Premier League are different. Touche. What about, really quick, can we give Danny Ings his own name? I said earlier, Jamie Vardy is a fox in the box. That's cool. That relates to their mascot. But Danny Ings, he's at that point now where he deserves a title. That's a tough one. Ings is a very tough word to rhyme. Danny Ings scoring tings. Ings scoring tings. Ings scoring tings. (laughs) (laughs) Man City, your boys, versus Arsenal, 12.30 p.m. 2-1, game winner by Benjamin Mendy. You just, I don't know, G. You got I get you got a two goal lead on me right now on these fantasy scores, but hey, you gotta make week. these decisions. These are decisions week. that need to be made. I don't want to hear anything about these decisions. I always go into the match thinking City are gonna dominate Arsenal anytime they play them, but when you take KDB out of that picture, I start to wonder. I think that he's their kryptonite. Let me say, when I, every time I've seen him play Arsenal, he's just had a freaking show out. I'm staying with City. I think it's I think it's 1-0, to be honest with you. A winner by Benjamin Mendy, 1-0. <laughs> Don't know about that. I'd like to see that Partey make, a, make his Arsenal debut. I want him, again, right in the lineup. Don't give him, oh, 30 minutes to get things. Put him right in. Show us why you signed him. Start party. Maybe Arsenal do get the result. I will say this, though. Arsenal definitely look a lot better, and Arsenal are not going to be an easy game by any standards. I'm just kind of writing it off because I don't really know how it's going to go down. Arsenal under Arteta have looked fantastic. They have a game plan. They will attack you, and they have the pace to burn you on the counter as well. So it's going to be a tough tough game, obviously. Master versus Apprentice. The Jedi, Obi-Wan, Anakin. It's going to be a good... uh, It's always a good neck. It's always a good fixture. I... I feel like Arsenal as well, we have to give them the credit that they are far from a finished project as oh, well. Oh, of course, yeah. You know? So this is the type of game that shows, okay, we're like we're not sorting out the pieces now. We're close. Now we just need to get that consistency, which is something rare you see with Arsenal. But one of these years, it's going to change. That's it's going to be similar to... It's going to be very similar. I don't know if, if it's going to be similar in results. But it could be very similar to Klopp's journey at Liverpool, where he came in, had a team that he didn't really want. Everyone knew he was going to make changes. Slowly but surely, he made changes. And you whittle it down until you really only need those three key positions or two key positions in one window. You know what I mean? Yep. Agreed. The last match on the Saturday. 3 o'clock p.m. U.S. side. Man United versus Newcastle. I want to call Newcastle to win this. I would like to think Newcastle stands strong because I reckon for me with their results right now and their signings as well, Callum Wilson, when you have a guy who's scoring consistently like that up top, you always have a chance. And Mr. Allen St. Maximum, I don't know if you guys have gotten to see him play, but the guy is magic. Dirty. Silky smooth. The streets will know who he is. Streets remember who he is. Streets won't forget either. United win this. (laughs) United win this. 2-1 last-minute penalty. Typical oh. United fashion. 
Bruno Fernandez celebrates like he wins the World Cup. Doesn't give a handshake with Ollie after the match. Unreal. Unreal. Speaking of Ollie, what can he do? Bar winning this weekend to keep United fans at bay or just happy for now. What can he do that's different than him getting a result? This guy has got everything to prove. And I think other than just continue to win, people would like to see some sort of game plan. Do I think the game plan is going to be coming? I don't know. Think about our, our national debate we get to watch on TV. They ask these guys straight up questions. Is this what you said or is this not what you said? What's the plan? And they ask him, Ollie, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? He goes, yeah, well, Harry Maguire's injured and we're not really firing on these cylinders. He's like, no, no, no. Do you have a plan? What's the Joe Rogan Not who's joke? injured. Tell him the Joe Rogan joke again. Which one? When he goes, he's got all the people. And it's really just a matter of who stands up and says, I know what to fucking do. Yeah, a bunch of idiots in a room. Just a bunch of, bunch of players in the locker room. Who's going to stand up and be like, this guy didn't have a fucking idea. <laughs> this guy has no clue what he's doing. So he passes. And he goes to the next person. Maybe he passes. Maybe he's a bit too passive-aggressive, this guy. He didn't think he was, he was the man for the job, but then he didn't turn to be the man for the job. Now you turn to this asshole. I know what's going on. I know what we're doing here. I know what's going on here. Pick me. I'm the man. That's what's happened to I know Ollie. Manchester United. That's no one knows Manchester United. 100% what's happened to Ollie, dude. Your, your answer is game plan. He needs to have a formation, a group of players who show that they understand the system. That was missing in Man United versus Tottenham. But it makes you wonder, like, what kind of game plan could he even possibly have if you're still go? You've just signed Bruno Fernandez, Donny Van de Beek. You got in Edison Cavani, but you have not brought in a defender to match Maguire, which is what. Well, I mean, they brought in Alex Teas at left back, but that's not what they needed. Was a new left back. Luke Shaw wasn't the main issue with what was going wrong with United. Is at the center back pairing. They need another strong center back, someone who's going to partner Maguire. I think everybody saw that was evident. And they didn't go out and get it. And I don't know what, what your plan is if you think I need to tweak my attack some more and not tweak at the back. Unless you're just conceding, I'm going to let in two goals a game, but maybe we'll score five. I, I think that it's hard for them to almost go in that market. Oh, I mean, they could have gone and signed an up-and-coming centre-back to grow him and potentially be a replacement for Maguire. But you've got to think how much they spent on Maguire last year. And this only to be his second season. So they got to look at that as this was our investment. We have to stand by it right now. I don't think you ask Maguire by that. I think you need a partner for Maguire. I agree you don't ask Maguire. I, my thing right now is what all he needs to do, bench the hair. Start Dean Henderson. Dean you just saw what Dean Henderson did last year for Chef United. And now look how bad Chef United are. They're letting in tons of goals, and a big part of that was because of Dean Henderson. 13 goals, G, real quick. 13 goals in three games is how many goals United have allowed. That's atrocious, and that's not the Man United way. So, for me, Dean Henderson, make the change. Make it. You heard it here. Make it. That's what I think United fans are looking for. On to Sunday. Speaking of Sheffield United. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do you notice a trend that 
Now matches aren't playing at the same time, so we get to watch everyone. Exactly. Socially distanced. It's good for us. Socially distanced. Key on socially distanced. <laughs> Sheffield versus Fulham. Sheffield have to take this one. I think, like I said, with the wingback play, get back to the system, overlap the center backs, drive, not the first, get the second, finish with the third, 3-0. I think you have to do that against Fulham. You have to do a 3-0, he says. You you don't agree? I think you do have to do a 3-0, and it's a 3-0 with an absolute perfect hat trick by Alexander Mitrovic up top. <laughs> Fulham put on the show. If you want to go 3-0s, I'll go 3-0s. 3-0 Fulham. What was your point this when we, that you made on the golf course? Now that think it, thinking about it, because I'm thinking of the managers. Looking at the managers, Ollie my Gunner. question is this. Well, we're going back to Ollie Gunner. I want you to name me three worst managers than Ollie Gunner Solskjaer. The reason I, I, why I asked you to bring it up, we should have said it when we were talking about Ollie, is because I'm thinking of Fulham. I, likewise, for what your answer was to Ollie's United, I want to see a game plan. I want to see a game plan for Fulham. You don't just have that that good an end to that season like Fulham did in the championship and then it just start to crumble here. Because it's not it's not like they're, oh, they're playing Arsenal on the first day. They're top guns. You know what I mean? They're playing Sheffield. They're, they're playing Sheffield now, but they've also let games slip. The Leeds game, they did themselves no, no favors. So for me right now, I can only rate to answer your question is Scott Parker worse than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, which... Makes us wonder, how the heck does he still have a job? Am it, I right? It, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, Scott Parker, I'm not sold on. I think they can definitely find someone a little bit better, a little more experienced. Cue uh, Sam Allardyce in the background. <laughs> yeah. Just putting his shoes on right now. Make it his eighth Premier League club he's managed, but... Not to get off topic, dude. I just thought that was, it was a good point you made in the week. And that's really the only one I can name I'm taking Roy Hodgson I'm taking Devin Moyes I'm taking Steve Bruce over Ole Gunnar right now it's embarrassing Palace versus Brighton the Eagles Seagulls derby you this one's got a draw written all over it but a 2-2 draw entertaining game Palace signed Nathaniel Klein in the week uh, I think that's alright I didn't good know what that Tariq Mitchell did wrong I think he's been playing well it's a good um, backup option though a lot of experience Maybe he replaces Joe Ward. But I think Palace right now are missing Gary Cahill more than anyone. Definitely missing Gary Cahill. Went down to the hamstring injury last year, towards the end of the year, actually. Um, Sir Roy Hodgson is uh, is definitely cooking up some plans for the long yeah, run in this season. He He's cooking up plans. When he walks out the door at the to end. To walk out the door. <laughs> drops the mic. He's now cooking from home. Not, uh, not at the Palace ground. I think that Brighton do take this. I do. I think that Brighton pull away with 1-0, 2-1, whatever it is, they finish one goal above Palace. Um, especially if Tariq Lamptey plays. Especially. Rumour, he might not at the moment, but seems like he's practicing. So if he plays for sure, then I think it'll happen. And Palace would then be on 39, stay on 39 wins, and Brighton move to 41. Currently it's Palace 39, Brighton 40. So Brighton to extend it for me, Palace to level it for G. Tottenham versus West Ham. Tough game to call. West Ham have shown terrible sides and fantastic sides with back-to-back wins against Leicester and Wolves with clean sheets. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, Tottenham, fresh off a attacking masterclass in the last couple weeks, scoring lots of goals. Quick note on West Ham. 1-1. They're getting Ben Rama done. 
Ben Rahm is a great signing from them, from Brentford. They have talk about getting Josh King back in the league. Josh King would be a solid backup to Sebastian Haller and Mikel Antonio. Westam is showing ambition again. And though it may not feature in this match, I still think that West Ham have that audacity about them right now to go and cause the upset. And if you remember, Mikel Antonio is the bogeyman for Tottenham, dude. The bogeyman. He, he's underrated, and I think he could bring a surprise this weekend. Because remember, Tottenham just lost Eric Dyer to the international break this weekend. So, looks like West Ham for me. I can't, what, I can't remember what you said. What was I've it? gone 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, yeah. Draw. Leicester versus Villa. For me here, Leicester are going to join Liverpool and Everton at the top of the table because Liverpool will win and Leicester will beat Villa. This match, I'll never forget it. When Leicester went on to win the title that season, they were 2-0 down against Villa. And they came back. That's a big call you're making right now. And I have a feeling we're going to see a comeback here. Villa start the lead. They start to get their uh, tails up. I should say that for the Foxes, actually. But Villa start to... I think they'll go 1-0 up, maybe. But then Jamie Vardy just pound it, pound it, pound it. This is a Jamie Vardy game again. Leicester come from behind. 3-1. 2-0 to the Villa. You just want to be opposite. I'm not going to just be opposite. I think Villa can, have shown they can attack. I think they're going to have a pretty much same-sided team as they were putting out against Liverpool. Uh, Leicester have shown that they can be very good. They've shown that they can let in goals as well. And I think Villa will be up for it. See, that'd be massive for Villa. Back-to-back back wins. They, they would have a game in hand, and they could go top of the table. I don't know. On to Monday. I'd do it for the storylines. No, no, you do. That's that's really what we're banking on is House Divided Podcast. Like, one week, we just smash these storylines. Well, me, that's me every week. And then, boom, that's it. That's the limelight. We're in the limelight from then on. That's what I we do. Need. I bust the stories down every week. It's what I do. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Two Monday games. Jesus. West Brom versus Burnley. I can tell you right now, if you told me I had to miss one game this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> this is the game that it would be. Um, zero, zero. I just think that's what it might be. <laughs> that's why. I think West Brom top Burnley here. I think Burnley are notorious to start in low. Someone scores off an own goal. Slow. One nil in the last minute. But you know what? That one goal goes to West Brom. None of these teams had players go out for the international break. So they should have had two hard weeks of training. Tarkowski scores a own goal with his knee. <laughs> yeah. If there is a match to miss, make it this one. But at 3 p.m. You want to watch this time. one. Leeds versus Wolves. I'm watching this one. This is going to be a back and forth game. Wolves could blow out Leeds here. If we're I, being very man, honest. I'm going Wolves. I think Wolves as well. I Wolves, really I do. think, are going to be... But we didn't consider this. The COVID outbreak with Portugal and France. And if you lose Portuguese players, Wolves is going to be fielding Connor Cody. <laughs> and only Connor Cody. And, and Raul Jimenez. And uh, Adama. Adama will be out there. Well, Adama's... Yeah, I mean... Adama's the key to this game for me. Adama, I think, is the one who's going to have 
I needs to have a day, basically. I'm just sitting here thinking about this team without these Portuguese players, and I'm thinking, you know what? It uh-huh. might Leeds might have this. So is that the bet? Is this is this the call? There is no game. I don't know. There's no way. There's no way they're going to cancel the game like that. I think if if Wolves have their team, which I doubt they will, then I can see them winning. But in all actuality, that whole team is not going to be there. Let's go again for the headlines. 2-1 leads. Wolves field an entire team. Of Portuguese players. <laughs> of Portuguese players. <laughs> and take it against Leeds, dude. That's it. And that be it, man. We're, we're happy it's back. International break is over. We don't have to worry about it again until November 14th, which is... Only a month, under a month away, so that sucks. But after that, March 27th is the first time we have to worry about an international break again. So come on the Blues this weekend. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Good morning. Good morning, John. Come here. At House Divided Podcast.